0: Well, good morning and Merry Christmas everyone. Welcome to Gospel Saving Church. Praise God. I'm so glad you're here. You being here, whether in person or with us online, shows God that you make Him important to you. For whenever we do the things which God says, that shows God that we're putting an importance on Him for we're obeying the things that He said to do. If you guys want to join me with a word of prayer, please. We're going to have a little bit of different message today because this is being the special day that it is. So if you guys want to join me in a word of prayer, ask God to prepare our hearts and uh just get ready for what he's going to say to us today. Lord, we just thank you so much for this beautiful day. This day when Christmas and Sunday go fall on the same day and we're going to talk about how that doesn't happen all the time. But Lord, thank you so much for this gorgeous day, Lord, this beautiful day that we get to come together and families get to be joined together from all over the countries and families go and visit one another and we get special family time and we get the the wonderful joy of the season lord we just thank you so much for all that you bring to us all that you do for us all these wonderful holidays that you give us lord we uh lord i just pray that you prepare our hearts today lord god for what we're going to hear today the message that you've got for me to speak to people today lord and i pray that people would receive it Lord, I pray you prepare our hearts to be ready for it, Lord God, and uh, just, Lord, help us to have a glorious day with our uh, celebrating your birth, Lord, and and spending time with our families, Lord God. We thank you so much, and we ask these things in Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Well, praise God for this day, amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. Today is Christmas Day, or Christmas Day, as I like to call it, and Church Sunday as well, all in one. And wow, isn't that awesome? these two special days only come together every so often. Some interesting information about when Christmas Day and Sunday have fallen on the same day in recent years and the next one to come. Uh, just going back in the past, going back a bit, a roughly a 40 year period here. Uh, Christmas day, or Christmas Day and Sunday have fallen together on 1983, 1988, 1994, 2005, 2011, 2016. And the next one from today will be 2022. Uh, If you did the figuring there over that 40 year period, the average is about six years with one little five year in there. And with one weird one being 11 years separating the times when Christmas day or Christmas day and Sunday fall on the same day. I thought it was pretty weird that they are not consistently spaced apart, but you know, that's how time falls. And this year, on this glorious and privileged Sunday, December 25th, that only come together about every six years or so, we get the privilege and honor of not only getting to come to church and worship our amazing King Jesus, to show him he's important to us, but we also get to celebrate his birth, as this is the day that has been set aside to do so nationally in our country of America. What a glorious, glorious day. Did you know that if God would have not sent Jesus Christ to this earth to be born a human being in human flesh as a newborn babe, this day would be no more than a pagan holiday full of rituals that worship the false gods or Satan's counterfeits of the real God. In ancient history, December 25th was a day in which the Romans and pagans celebrated what they call the winter solstice. This is a day where they got together and they did some certain things. They did some things similar to what people do today to celebrate Christmas Day, but their main focus and thrust was they did those things to worship their false pagan gods. And for the first couple of hundred years or so after Christ's death, early Christians did not celebrate Jesus' birth at all. But then... Finally they realized in the mid late you know the mid to the late century of second century that they were missing out on a huge opportunity to celebrate the savior in an additional way by celebrating his birth. And personally I'm so glad that they did. Nobody is sure exactly sure why the early church decided to make December 25th the day of the celebration of Christ's birth, but that is when they did and so it's stuck and so we go with it and you know praise God. In the later church age, the church did record some instances where they talked about how they wanted to reclaim the day. You know, they wanted to make the day about worshiping Christ instead of the false gods. So in essence, they wanted to reclaim the the pagan worship solstice holiday to worship the one true capital S, capital O, capital N, capital sun, like literal son of God, instead of the celestial body, the pagan false god, the small s-u-n, because that's what they did. They worshiped the sun and the moon and the stars and the celestial bodies and things like that as pagans. And I kind of think about you know the fact that although the early Christian church didn't openly say hey that's why we're making that's why we're gonna take December 25th and we're gonna celebrate it on you know Christ's birth on it. I kind of think that they did that so that they could reclaim that day also. Just they never said anything about it. Nevertheless, it is what it is. Here we are today. Anyway, we won't know what day he was really born until we're standing before God Almighty once we die if we're Christians and we're gonna be there. If that kind of thing is still important to us when we actually get to heaven, I doubt it. Officially and historically, we don't even know the true day that Jesus Christ was born. Scripture doesn't tell us and neither does the first century church in their writings. At at one point, people knew. The early disciples knew. The 12 original, well, minus Judas, 11 original, they actually knew when Christ was born because they were there. But they did not record it and neither did the early first century church. Why do we celebrate Jesus' birth on December 25th when we don't know for sure if it's really his true date of birth? Well, the way God's given me to best explain it is, in America, we have all these different holidays. and We have things called President's Day and Memorial Day. and all the, Well, think of President's Day as being whatever day that is, and I don't exactly know that day uh, off the top of my head. Think of President's Day being a certain day. Well, we celebrate all the President's birthdays on one day. Is that the day that they all were born? Absolutely not, but it is the one day that we take as a country to nationally celebrate all the President's birthdays, and that's kind of how we did with Jesus. We don't know exactly what day he was born, so we took a day, and we said, hey, we're going to make this day the celebration of Christ's birth. So aside from not knowing what day he was actually born on, I think it is absolutely important that we do celebrate his birth. This is done both nationally as well as across the globe. It's believed that about uh, roughly between, uh, roughly about two billion people globally celebrate Christmas. And Christians just think. Christmas, as the celebration of the birth of Christ, would not exist the way it does today without God literally coming and being born in the flesh to save sinners. And because he did, we get the privilege of having a national day. Think about that. Not just the one or two people, a national day. Our whole country and businesses and places closed down to nationally celebrate Christmas or the birth of the Savior of the entire world. Just think of it, ladies and gentlemen. Christmas is the opportunity people all over the world get to celebrate the God of all the universe, the creator of all things, who humbled himself by coming into this sin-filled human world, wrapping himself in human sinful flesh, and being born a helpless infant baby, all for the purpose of showing us the way to heaven, and dying for our sins. Wow. God showed it to me this way. Christ, the perfect and holy God, one with God Almighty, that's what the Bible says, that there's God is a triune God, God the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, came to this sinful world and became sin, taking on sinful flesh for dirty, filthy, sinful sinners to make the dirty, filthy sinner, perfect and holy before God. Wow. And he did it all for the sake of love. Or you could say, for love's sake. And for love's sake, or any other sake, I will say that nobody, and I repeat, nobody is or has ever given up, past or present now, more than Christ did for all humanity. And nobody, and I'll repeat, nobody will ever give up, future tense, as much as Christ has given up for humankind. I am so glad that God led Christians at one point to make a celebration day uh, for the day Christ was born. In early Christianity, Christians only celebrated the death and resurrection of Christ. And this is absolutely celebration worthy. And celebrating his death and resurrection is very important. But, but think about this. Just think about this and you're a why for Christmas, right? Nobody would have Christ's death and resurrection to celebrate if Christ had not been born, Right? Can't celebrate the death of someone who's never been born, right? Interesting logic. And think about all the information I just gave you about Jesus. And now think, and I'm going to tell you, that's why I'm so excited to celebrate Christmas. The physical birth, think about it, of Christ the Lord. God Almighty come in the flesh. The Bible calls him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now this could be a celebration, Uh, now this couldn't be a celebration of Christ's birth, the nationally known day of Christmas, or as I call Christmas, without the account of the first Christmas, right? So that's what I'm going to do now, I'm going to read the account of that first Christmas for us all, just because we would not have today without that first day, and this is the day that everybody celebrates today, December 25th. 2016 and December 25th every year Christ's coming to Earth to be born in human flesh. We're going to be in Luke chapter two verses one through sixteen. I'm going to read it and just go through it just a little bit. I'm not going to really discuss it a lot because really God's going to be God's going to take the stage today, right? God's going to lead us up. He He he's, He did all the work. Jesus did all the you know did the made the sacrifice to come to Earth, and we're just going to let Him be the one that shines. Today, I'm not going to do much talking as far as just reading right now what he did for us. Bible says, Luke chapter 2, verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. That would be King David, the greatest king in all of Israel. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife. Remember, at this time, Joseph and Mary were not married, but but, but Mary was with child. Verse 5 tells us that. Who was with child? Mary was. So it was that while they were there... The days were completed to be, for her to be delivered. Just think about it. As Joseph and Mary made this trek, this trek from Galilee to Bethlehem, Mary did that while about roughly nine months pregnant. She was about to have birth while on the way there. But God held it off to fulfill the prophecy that Christ would be born in the city of of Bethlehem, so as she was there, verse six, she it came, time came and she delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I heard a Christmas song this season, and it talked about th- just different people in the life of Christ and how you know when when Jesus came, it, it gave some different scenarios, and that's what the song was about. And the one that touched me the most was about the innkeeper. And, and, and just think of this man being the innkeeper and, and Mary and Joseph and Mary just big and fat and pregnant. And they walk up and they say, Hey, you know, sir, can we, you know, can we have, you know, a, a room in the inn? You know, my wife is pregnant and we're here for the, you know, the, the census and, and whatnot. And then the innkeeper, well, what of that, maybe that last innkeeper who, who, he pointed out the stables that were maybe just right across the road that they had to go stay in because there was no room for them in his inn. Yet after the fact. Just think cuz the whole world knew Christ afterwards the whole the whole area knew. Just think about that innkeeper thinking to himself after the fact. I denied the creator of all the universe a room in my hotel, in my inn. How how would you think about it if yourself if you had been that one to deny the king of the universe a place to stay? in your in in your place, in your business establishment. I know, and I said this, I've said this already before, I know that if that were me and I would have known, I would have gone and made me and my family stay in, in the stable rather than having the king of the universe stay there and be born there. But yet, nevertheless, he didn't know, and so it wasn't sin to him. But nevertheless, just think about that guilt that he would have felt after the fact, knowing that he sent the God of all the universe to a stable, to be born in a stable, rather than having his room in his inn and establishment. I, I just, it was it blew my mind when I heard it. it. It was very touching to me. I just thought I'd bring it up. Verse 8, so Christ is born, laying in swaddling cloths. Verse 8, now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. That would be a sign. After all, there's not too many babies that have been born in mangers, after all. Just think about it. Born in a place... Where animals go to the bathroom. He was born in a place where, where animals ate and animals, you know, messed up and did all kinds of, you know, dirty, filthy, nasty things. And yet, that was where Christ was born. And suddenly, verse 13, there was a, with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was with the angels. Or when the angels had gone away from them into the heaven, or into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem to see this thing that has come to pass, which is the Lord, which has the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe, Christ Jesus the Lord, lying in a manger. Again, what great news. The best news that humanity has ever received, actually, in my opinion, and in my spiritual opinion, the birth of Christ and what God did for humanity by sending himself to earth and human sinful flesh to save sinners, to make them perfect before God, is definitely celebration worthy. And that is why I am so excited to celebrate Christmas. I am celebrating God's perfect and eternal gift to mankind, the gift of Christ, the best gift ever given. So now that you know my reason for celebrating this glorious day, I want to ask each one of you, and and please only answer in your hearts, but I want you to think about this. I want you to think, it's where the title of the sermon came from. I, I haven't given that title yet, but Christmas 2016, and the title is, Why Do You Celebrate? christmas and that's what i want to ask every person that's listening to this message out there today why do you celebrate christmas and again think about that as i tell you these next things with that question in mind if you would call yourself a follower of christ otherwise called uh, commonly called a christian today and you're listening to this message i want to remind you of something this world we live in is a world fallen in sin and as a result, the Bible says that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Or that would mean that the majority of people on earth are under Satan's influence. 1 John chapter 5, verse 9. With, with this in mind, what is the result on the what do you think the result of this would be on the cultures of the lands of the world of a majority of the people alive being under Satan's influence? Think about that. What kind of world would we live in where the majority of people are under Satan's influence? Well, one result is the mass or majority of the people of the world are going to do things Satan's way. If you're under Satan's influence, if you're, in fact, if you're under anybody's influence, you're going to do those things that, that whoever that is that you're under the influence that they want you to do. If you're under the influence of alcohol, you're going to do the crazy things that alcohol is going to lead you to do. It's going to relax your mind, and it's going to just bring out this other person. Because I know in the past, before I wasn't a Christian, I used to be drunk often and do crazy things. And and so under anybody's influence, you're going to do what that person's influence is going to lead you to do. Hence... The whole world, the majority of people in the world, being under Satan's influence, that's what John said in 1 John 5 9, should be scary to Christians because that means the majority of people in the world are going to be doing things Satan's way. Or ways, right? What are Satan's ways that he leads people to do and not to do? Well, number one thing that Satan does not want people to do, and there's a lot of things Satan wants people to do, and there's a lot of things that Satan doesn't want people to do. But the number one thing Satan does not want people to do is he doesn't want them to be focused on God. He doesn't want them to be focused on Christ. And he doesn't want them to be focused on his perfect sacrifice and work to save us from our sins that we may escape his snare, his influence, and the Bible says escape the fires of hell. He knows that he will be in hell forever, Satan does, and he wants to drag every single person that's made in God's image because he hates God that much to hell with him. Uh, you know, I've heard it said before, misery loves company, which is effectively, really, all those that are made in God's image are every single person on the planet Earth, right? And what is the one main thing that Satan keeps people busy and focused on so that they don't seek out God? Now, there's a lot of things Satan can use, but at the core, at the root, there is one main thing that Satan focuses on. He he tries to get our focus on that overwhelmingly sticks out more than all the rest. And in fact, most of all the rest can probably be in this main category. So what is it? What does Satan mainly want Christians or people in the world to be focused on so that they don't focus on God? The answer would be materialism, or the obsession with getting and having stuff, or really having power or riches, it's all materialistic, right? Merriam-Webster's most basic and fundamental definition of materialism is this. This is for the ESL learner, you know, this is for the English, English as a second language, the, you know, the, this is why I say it's the most basic of all definitions that would help us to understand this point that I'm trying to make here. Their most basic definition of of materialism is a way of thinking that gives too much importance to material possessions rather than to spiritual or intellectual things. So in looking at all the cultures all over the world and what their focus is on, we see that the overall focus is materialism. And materialism rules in the hearts of man. Worldwide, mankind, under Satan's influence, thrives and lays an overabundant importance on the acquiring of stuff and having the pleasures of, you know, the stuff of this world. Now, with all that I said in mind, why am I reminding all of you saved or born again Christians of Satan's influence on the cultures of the world? With the question of, why do you celebrate Christmas? Well, you see... When you put together Satan's sway or influence on a huge population of the world today and the way he leads people to do things, plus the day of Christmas, you find that overall, nationally and worldwide, people fail the masses now. Fail to celebrate Christmas as it being about God's gift to humanity and Him coming to save people from their sins and deliver them from hell's fire and about the acquiring or getting of stuff. And their focus is not on Christ's sacrifice, but it's on the importance of materialistic stuff. So now, Christians, ask yourselves again, Why do you celebrate this glorious day of Christ's birth? Is it really for the amazing reason of celebrating the perfect and sinless God literally come to earth in sinful human flesh, in the birth of Christ, to save sinners from their sins, to make filthy sinners perfect and holy before God, or is it for another reason? Is it for the materialistic reason of toys, cash, Games, clothes, physical stuff, whatever you may be hoping to get this Christmas, anything that you could desire to get, is it for that or is it for the reason of Christ, right? You see, ages ago, the devil influenced the masses of people of the world to celebrate December 25th in pagan ways and for pagan and false gods. And well, really, I'm just going to be honest with you, he hasn't stopped not one day today he's found a way to step inside of the christian holiday of christmas christmas and change his focus from being about god's gift of christ to presence and so much materialism sure enough if if you go to retail stores and watch commercials on tv what are you going to see if you know i don't really watch a lot of tv but what i do you see materialism 99.9999999999999 99.9999999999999 almost 100% is all materialism over the last couple months of time i saw one single commercial of a guy that owned a car dealership i believe that didn't make the commercial to sell cars believe it or not it wasn't a christian station but he made the, the commercial to wish everyone a merry christmas or christmas and to remind people that christmas was about Christ, and not about stuff. I can't even tell you how rare that is. In my 42 years, I cannot recall a, a ever watching TV, because back in my younger day, I watched a lot of TV, and I never once, on a secular ABC, NBC, whatever, Fox. I never once saw a commercial like this man made this year. That's why when I was telling you about the ninety nine point nine 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 nine, I I couldn't say hundred because this one commercial might be the point zero 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 one of all time ever, right? Because that's how rare it is. But mo- mostly, nine point nine 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 out of ten is all about materialism and it's all about stuff and they use Christmas or Christmas as a day to promote all this materialism and not to promote the savior of the world and what he did for humanity. The majority of commercials and ads that you see from the masses of businesses and stores and car dealerships around this special holiday are completely about trying to get you to buy their stuff and not about Jesus Christ and if you think that's bad, that's really nothing because that's what as a Christian myself, that's what I would expect out of the secular world this you know I would expect nothing but that but it's it's even so bad today I, I don't know how many churches. I just know that there's quite a few, but one church me and my family visited for a Christmas service uh, a year or two back. We, we went to a Christmas service expecting to hear of the joy of Christmas and, and, and Christ and celebrating Christ, yet the majority of the service was spent talking about my number one favorite icon to hate of this special day, and that would be Satan Claus. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, Santa Claus. Don't, don't get me started, please. That was a, appalling to me that a church would have a Christmas celebration, a, a, a great grand Christmas celebration, and they would celebrate Santa Claus as if he has anything to do with Jesus Christ coming to earth to pay for my sins, being born in the flesh, the good news of God's salvation, Emmanuel, God with us, coming to us, it was just absolutely appalling to me. And that's, that's not even the worst, actually. Not to mention in my research for this message, I found something that both disgusted me and shocked me to the core. There are some churches, if you can believe it or not, across the country that are not holding a christmas day service because as one associate pastor said well families will be coming into town there'll be presents materialism to be sucked into and that's the day that we should be celebrating our you know with our families and not well i thought to me and the bible says that if you're a christian your family is other christians and if your family is other Christians, why aren't you going to be with other Christians to celebrate that holiday, that Christmas holiday? Hey, make God first if your family's going to come into town. Come to church with your family. Make it a day where it's about Christ and the day starts out with Christ. It's a, Christmas services are usually short, as this one's going to be. To me, this was disgusting. But it just goes to show you what Satan's influence has had on the American population in regards to Christmas. On, uh, the influence uh, uh, Satan's had on the masses and that's pushed its way into the church has caused a huge number of American population people over the Christian holiday to be focused more on presents and gifts, which are material things in this world, instead of God's gift of Christ, born humanity, to save us from our sins. So, Christians that are listening to this message, why do you celebrate this glorious day of Christ's birth? And what is your focus for Christmas? Is it really for the amazing reason of celebrating the perfect and sinless God? Literally come to earth to sinful in, in sinful human flesh, in the birth of Christ to save sinners from their sin, to make filthy sinners perfect and holy before God. Or is it for gifts and presents or material things of this world that take your attention away from knowing God intimately and seeking God intently? If it is, I've got to tell you, you've fallen into Satan's trap of materialism and you have fallen into the same snare or influence as those whom are not saved that are under Satan's influence in this world today, the masses. Christians, God says a couple of things in his word that you really ought to consider in this message that you ought to consider when thinking about Christmas for your life. Number one, God calls his kids to be different than the people who are not saved. So not like those who were under Satan's influence. 2 Corinthians 2, 16 and 17, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you, Christian, are the temple of the living God. And God, as God has said, I, dwell, I will dwell with them and will walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. What is he saying there? Don't look like the world, Christians. Don't be focused on materialism like the world, my child come out from among them. Romans 12, 1-2, our last scripture for today. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world. Don't become like the world, Christians. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of god christians we can't be like the world and love god too it's a complete and utter contradiction please don't misunderstand me about presents or gifts i really like all the gifts that people throughout the years have blessed me with and the gifts that i have enjoyed giving to others and that bless them also but if you're a real christian if you really love jesus christ the stuff should not be the focus of this glorious day Christ in celebrating His coming to earth to save sinners from their sins should be. And nothing else should take that place in your heart. It's a heart condition, ladies and gentlemen. And this is something that has been on my heart for a while. God's been showing it to me and that I had to share it with you today. The stuff should not be first, but second. And mentally, as God gave Christ as the greatest gift for us, we should only give gifts to show God's love. And to represent his gift for humanity. Because, Christians, Christmas can be a great opportunity for us to show God's love to this unbelieving world. It should not be a day that we have our minds set on the stuff of this world that we can get or that we can obtain. It's really a call of repentance. God's calling out to his children today a call of repentance of repentance. This day was is and should always be about Jesus Christ and God's gift of him coming to earth to pay for our sins. Shame on us Christians if we've let ourselves fall into Satan's trap of materialism for Christmas instead of Christ. Sadly, I myself just recently realized that before this day came actually, I had even become guilty of this error myself. I myself had forgotten, really, my mindset had forgotten that Christmas is really all about Christ and not about stuff. Until then, God showed me my error and then I had to repent. It's why I'm telling you the same thing. God showed me that I was in need of repentance. God may be showing you right now that you are in need of repentance. But thanks be to God, just as He has opened my eyes to my sin and I repented, maybe He's opened your eyes to your sin in this matter and you can now repent and you can start getting right before God as I got it right before God. So Christians, let's praise and worship Jesus Christ on this Christmas Day as it is at His excuse me, as it is the worldwide day that people celebrate his birth. And let's repent and turn away from the worship of materialism and put our main focus back on Christ where it should always be anyway, especially though on the day of his birth, not the day that we get stuff and we're all consumed with materialistic stuff. (laughs) Anyway, praise God. I I hope you take those correct steps as, as I've had to. And, uh, you know, just just leave you with that. Um, anyway, uh, in, in closing, putting our focus totally on Christ, we have a tradition here now at Gospel Saving Church for years, okay? Every Christmas we sing happy birthday to Jesus, and then we go have a piece of birthday cake for the Lord, right? In his name, to him, we sing to him, and then we have a birthday. Just the same as we would do if one of us had a birthday. We'd sing happy birthday to one another, and then go have a piece of cake and celebrate our birthdays, right? Right? Um, So in this singing of happy birthday, you can join me if you'd like to. Uh, Unfortunately, as I'm on the other side of the microphone here and you're out there online, only those that are within me or with me in my uh, church here in Gospel Saving Church can actually have the piece of cake, but you can sing along with me if you'd like to out there online. Anyway, if you'd like to join me, uh, I'm going to sing. I'm going to count one, two, three, and and we're going to sing happy birthday to the Lord. So, um... Let's remember Christ and Christmas and not stuff for Christmas, guys. That's the main idea, the main point, the main focus of this message. And let's in three, let's give glory and honor to the Lord and let's sing happy birthday to Jesus. And then let's go celebrate this day as the day that God's greatest God gave his greatest gift to mankind. One, two, and three. Happy birthday to you happy birthday to you jesus happy birthday dear jesus happy birthday to you praise god i always love singing happy birthday it's kind of a fun thing we do here every year uh if you want to close with me in a word of prayer merry christmas everybody or christmas everybody and god bless you and Have a great Christmas day and a happy new year too. Lord, we just thank you so much, Lord God, for your great gift that you gave of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, Lord God, for your call of repentance, Lord God, because we have a huge problem in our country, Lord God. And I don't know about worldwide, but it's definitely here in America. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, that you are so graceful and you are are so gracious and you are so merciful, Lord God, that you allow us, Lord, even to know that we're doing wrong, that you show us we're doing wrong and then allow us to repent. Lord God, you're so amazing and your love is so deep and wide and, and just awesome, Lord. So thank you, Lord God. I just pray for all those out there, Lord God, that, that listen to me today or any really every Christian all over the world. Lord God, I pray that celebrating Christmas on this day, I pray that they would celebrate Christ today, not stuff. And I pray, dear God, that they would be overjoyed, Lord, because of what you did for us, Lord God. And just so thankful, Lord God, that all they want to do is just obey you as I do, Lord. We thank you and we love you and we praise you. And we ask all these things in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Happy birthday, Jesus. We love you and we praise you. Amen.